God is good. Amen. He really, really is. We just pray before we start. Lord, we love you. We bless your holy name this morning, Lord God. You're our Lord. You're our King of Kings, Lord. Our Jehovah Jireh, our protector, our one and all, Lord God. You're our one and only as well, Lord Jesus. And Lord, as we step into your word this morning, Lord God, as we open it up, as we learn, as we listen, Lord God, I pray, Lord God, that every ear would be ready to hear, Lord God. Every heart would be ready to receive, Lord God. So Lord God, open our ears, open our hearts, Lord God. Make us ready this morning, Lord God. Even myself, as I, as I do the message, Lord God. God, let us hear from you this morning, Lord God. Lord, let the word fall on our ears in a way that we understand it and can we receive it. And as Enda said, apply it to our lives in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. God is good. Amen. Okay, so I have a lot to say this morning. I'm going to say that, but I'm going to say it really fast because, you know, we're trying to get people in and out really fast this weather. So, um... I'm just going to blah, blah, vomit it all out on you, okay? So if you're in the spit zone, I am really sorry. You shouldn't have sat in the spit zone, but anyway, praise God. Um, if you've ever heard the saying, what floats your boat? What is it that floats your boat? If I asked you this morning, what floats your boat? I would be asking you, like, what is it that soothes your soul? Or what is it that scratches your itch? Or what is it, you know, that works best for you or keeps you happy? Or what is it that you like? Or maybe what is it that you prefer? But you see, this morning, I'm not going to ask you that because it's not that I don't care what scratches your itch or what you like or prefer, but I'm really more concerned this morning about who. Who keeps your boat afloat? Who keeps your boat afloat? Who keeps your boat afloat this morning? Amen. And on your journey through life, think about it. As you journey through this life, you... Can you tell me, sorry, I'm distracted because I realize I haven't entered, or uh, welcome the fun room. Fun room, we love you too, you're, you're good, we got you as well in here. On your journey through life, who is keeping your boat afloat? So if I was to ask you that this morning, think about it for a second. Is it your spouse? Is it a partner, business partner maybe? Is it your boss? Is it your bank manager? Is he keeping your boat afloat? Or is it you yourself? Are you keeping your boat afloat this morning? Are you depending on yourself to keep your boat afloat? Who do you have in your boat that keeps it afloat? Who's turning the oars? Who's keeping your boat on top of the water? Who's keeping your boat from capsizing? Who's navigating the direction of your boat? Who do you listen to? You know, there's six questions, and if you answered God to any of them, so Linda is an A student, amen. <laughs> she got there before me. If you answered God to any of those, well, then we're, we're on the right track, amen. We're doing good. Because you see, if God is in your boat, if God is steering your boat, well, I have good news for you this morning, amen. You're going to make it. You're going to make it, amen. If God is at the helm of your boat, then you are still going to make it, amen. You are still going to make it. You will not end up like the Titanic, Okay. You see, it doesn't matter what stage of life you're at, because we have so many stages in this church. If you're a child and parents, we need to encourage our kids always to keep Jesus in their boat. Amen. If you're a child here this morning and kids, don't forget to listen online to your link this morning. It's really good. Parents, I encourage you this morning. It's all about not fearing, but trusting God. It's really apt for this season that we're in, so definitely click into it. But, you know, if you're a child, if you're a teenager, if you're a young adult, if you're middle-aged, or if you're in your senior years, or if you're really, really young like me, well, it's okay, amen? It's okay. You're going to make it if God is in your boat, amen? You may not know what you're going to do with your life. 
You may not know where you're going to go. You may not know where you're going to end up. But if God is in the front seat, that's okay. Because he will take you where you need to go. Amen? You're going to make it. And it doesn't matter. I love this about God. It doesn't matter what you've done in your past. Obviously, he'd prefer that you hadn't done it, if it's a negative thing. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you've done in your past. It doesn't matter how low you've stooped. It doesn't matter how many mistakes you've made. It doesn't matter where you've been, who you've been with. If God is on the deck of your boat, amen, now, you will not sink. Amen? Because even, even if your boat hits an iceberg, you will not sink. Amen? Even if you're here this morning and you're thinking, I've already hit that iceberg. My boat is taking on water faster than I would like. It's okay. Give God the oars. Amen? Let God turn the oars. Let God turn the oars and you're going to make it. But the thing about this is that when you allow God onto your boat, you need to have him all the way in. You see, God doesn't want to be just half in and half out. Amen? He doesn't want to have one foot in your boat and one foot in the ocean. That's not the way God wants to be. Amen? He wants to be all in. You see, God needs to be first mate. He needs to be your captain. Amen? He needs to be all the way in your boat. God doesn't want to be just hanging off the side, you know, only being called on when there's an issue. You know, marriage issue arises, a health issue comes up, your finances are in a mess. Now, it's okay to call on him in those times, but he would prefer to be all in. Amen? All in. Why does he want to be all the way in your boat? Well, you see, if you allow God to captain your ship, he's going to bring some stuff with him. Not only will he be there himself all the way, but he will bring so much with him. Amen? You see, in life, in life in the natural, people are chosen for various jobs and various positions and various areas for what they can bring to the table. But you see, when you allow God control of your boat, he brings so much to your boat. Amen. He brings so much to your captain's table. He brings his love. Unconditional love. Amen. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave. Do you not get goosebumps when you realize that God loves you unconditionally? You can go out of here today and mess up in the worst possible way and he'll still love you. Man, he'd still love you. He brings his love. He brings his grace onto your boat. The grace that is all sufficient. The grace that will get you through any storm. 2 Corinthians 12, 9 says, My grace is sufficient for you. He brings his love. He brings his grace. He brings his peace. Need his peace more, now more than ever. The peace that surpasses all understanding, Philippians 4, 7 says. So even in the midst of the perfect storm, you can still have that sweet peace if God is on your boat. He brings his joy. Wow. Joy that leads to the greatest happiness. Amen. Nehemiah 8.10 says, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Amen. It's your strength. So he brings his love, his grace, his peace, his joy. He brings his hope. Hope that in Hebrews 6.19 says is an anchor for your soul, an anchor. And do you know when you anchor something, what you anchor is only as secure as it's fastened to? When you anchor yourself to God's hope, that's security, amen? amen? That is secure. He brings his provision. He's our Jehovah Jireh, our great provider. Philippians 4.19 says, and my God will supply every need of yours. He brings his healing. I told you I had a lot to say today because he brings a lot, amen? He brings his healing. Isaiah 53, 5. 
By his stripes, we are healed. Allow him onto your boat. Your healing will be on the boat then. Amen. The healing is on your boat. He's the great physician. He brings his favor. Psalms 5.12 says his favor will surround us as with a shield. We can have a shield of favor around us. He brings his mercy, and not only one mercy, he brings his mercies, the Bible says, that are new every morning. So every morning we get up, there's a new mercy awaiting us. Amen. His goodness, he brings his goodness. Psalms 23, 6, his goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives. Praise God. He brings his kindness. Don't we need a little kindness in the world? Amen. We need to have somebody kind to us. Psalms 103 and verse 4 says, He redeems our life from destruction, crowns us with loving kindness and tender mercies. And he brings his protection. Wow. Isaiah 54, 17 says, If you have God in your boat, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Amen. He brings so much to our boat. Amen. Amen. So much. And you know, if you look at the scriptures, wherever in the Bible a boat is mentioned, it's exciting. It's exciting. Amen. It's exciting. Look at Noah, for example. Wow. Noah was laughed at. Noah was ridiculed when God told him to build a boat. But you see, they didn't know what was coming. Amen. But God knew what was coming. So Noah built the boat and Noah took God on the boat. And guess what happened? Everybody else drowned, but Noah and his family were safe. Amen. Everyone else around him died, but Noah and his family were safe. Why? Noah kept God in his boat. How many times in the New Testament do we see disciples in a boat? Remember Peter? We used this story actually with the kids in our virtual camp. Remember Peter? He'd been fishing all night, caught nodding. And then Jesus tells him to cast his net. So now here's Peter and Andrew. They've been fishing all night, caught nodding. They're tired. They're hungry. It's breakfast time. Amen. Now they fish at night because the reason being they fish at night because the fish come up to the cool of the water. So it's easier to catch them. But now Jesus is in the boat and Jesus is telling them to cast your net. But we've been fishing all night. We've caught nodding. And now the fish have gone down, gone down lower, amen. They're gone to the bottom of the water now because it's getting hot on top. So they're gone to the bottom, bottom, so it's harder to catch. But Jesus says, cast your net. So Peter obeys him and he casts his net. And the Bible says that the net almost breaks under the strain of the amount of fish that they caught. Jesus is in the boat. Another instance, member after Jesus came back, they had been fishing all night and caught nodding. And Jesus says, cast your net to the other side. Same thing. They could hardly haul the net for the amount of fish they caught. A boat again, amen. It's exciting. Peter walked on water from a boat. Remember, he stepped out of the boat and walked towards Jesus. Peter walked on water. Peter walked on water, amen. And Jesus sat in the boat and taught people, remember? He used to sit in the boat, push it out from shore so that they could hear him. And when Jesus teaches, he teaches life-changing messages, amen. Life-changing messages were taught from a boat, amen. It's exciting when boats are mentioned in the Bible. Several times and always exciting. And there's one of those times we're just going to look at this morning, Mark chapter 4 and verse 35. Mark chapter 4 and verse 35. On that day when evening had come, he said to them, let us go across to the other side. And leaving the crowd, they took him with them in the boat. They took, them, they took him with them in the boat, just as he was. 
And other boats were with him, and a great windstorm arose, and the waves were breaking into the boat, so that the boat was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on the cushion. And they woke and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we're perishing? And he awoke and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. They took him with them. You see, the, Jesus, the disciples took Jesus with them in their boat. They took him with him in the boat just as he was, and other boats were with him, the Bible says. Other boats were with him. And I was looking at that, and I was thinking, wow. God will add so much to your boat, amen? God will add so much to your boat if you bring him with you. And then other boats were with him, and I began to think about that. And you know what? When you have Jesus in your boat, you begin to look attractive to other people. Now all of a sudden, people are curious about you. They're wondering, you know, what is it that keeps you so calm? How is it that in this COVID season, you can be, have so much peace and be at peace in your life? You know, how is it that you are so happy and healthy all the time? See, Jesus will add to your boat. Jesus will cause your boat to be attractive. Jesus was in the disciples' boat. That boat was not going down, amen? There was no way that that boat was sinking. But, and did you notice? Jesus said to them, let us go across to the other side. See, Jesus said to them, come on, let's go across to the other side. So if Jesus tells you to go somewhere you should go, amen. If Jesus is telling you to go, go. But bring him with you. Don't go on your own. Bring him with you, amen. Jesus told the disciples, let's go across to the other side. He was in the boat with them. Bring Jesus with you, amen. Jesus knew the storm was coming. You see, Jesus knows this stuff. So he tells them, let's go across to the other side. But there's a storm coming. But you see, Jesus... It's like this, Jesus said to them, let's go across to the other side. So if Jesus tells you to go across to the other side, you can go. It's okay to go, amen. You're going to make it. Jesus told him, go across to the other side, even though the storm was coming. Why? Because he knew they'd be safe. Jesus wasn't concerned. He went to sleep. He went to sleep. I was reading this and I was like, he went to sleep. You know, I was thinking about it. And he was asleep on a cushion. You see, Jesus here didn't just fall asleep. Admit it. You've been watching telly at home, and you've nodded off. Have you ever nearly got whiplash because you've nodded off? <laughs> and your head goes, mm, and you've nodded off. You're watching something. But you know what? When you nod off like that, it's easy to wake you up. A loud part in a movie will wake you up. A commercial break will wake you up. You've been on boats before. I've been on boats. I've nodded off on a boat, and a boat is very soothing. But the least little thing will wake me up, amen? I've nodded off on a plane. If you nod off on a plane, the least little thing will wake you up, amen? You feel a bump, you're going to wake. But he didn't just fall asleep, Jesus. He got a cushion. Jesus made himself comfy, amen? He needed to sleep. He was going to sleep. He intentionally went to sleep. He got his cushion. He lay down. He went to sleep, flat out. The storm came. He didn't wake. The boys had to wake him. He didn't even wake. Jesus was out for the count, amen? He was down for the sleep. Why? He knew they were going to make it. He wasn't concerned. He knew they'd reach the other side. He said they were going to the other side. They were going to reach the other side. Jesus was in the boat. And the Bible says it was a great storm. This wasn't just a little bit of wind and a, you know, a little bit of misty rain. This was an angry storm. This storm was furious. It was an enraged storm. These were experienced fishermen. They thought they were going to die, amen, with this storm. 
These guys are used to fishing. They're used to being out in the elements. But they were scared here. This wasn't just a little old storm. Didn't matter though, because Jesus is in the boat. You see, storms don't surprise God. He's got it. He's a good person to have in your boat. When God is in your boat, you're going to make it, amen? Because it says in verse 39, it says that there was a great calm. Jesus awoke, spoke to the storm, and there was a great calm. Straight away, the storm stopped when Jesus spoke to it. Because you see, God is all-powerful. It doesn't say, you know, a great calm began to come or a great calm came shortly after that or a great calm came on the sea a few hours, the water a few hours later. No, when Jesus spoke to the storm, it stopped. Amen. No matter what storm or trouble comes your way, you will make it with God in your boat. Amen. And listen to me. When God is in your boat, go on the journey. Bring him in the boat, but then embrace the journey. Amen. Embrace the journey because it's exciting with God. It's exciting when you have God in your boat. Because you remember, if God is in your boat, then you have the creator of the world beside you. The creator of the world right beside you in your boat. You see, you have the Alpha and the Omega. He knows the beginning from the end and the end from the beginning, and he's in your boat. Amen. You have the all-powerful God in your boat. The all-knowing God is in your boat. And he can keep your boat afloat. You see, when you have God in your boat, you just do not know where you're going to end up. But it's going to be amazing. Because you see, he's the great navigator. He wants to, and he will. He wants to take you places you've never even dreamed of. And he will, if you allow him to. He will. It's such an exciting life when God has the oars, amen? You'll never be bored. You know, sometimes we plan ourselves, and of course it's good to plan. We should have a plan. But we should always submit our plans to God, amen? You know, we have it in our head. We know where we go, want to go. We know what we want to do. But Proverbs 16.3 says, Commit your actions to the Lord, and your plans will succeed. Verse 9 says, We can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. So often we think we know what we should do. You know, we rationalize it all out in our minds. We go the self-help route. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with the self-help route. But what if the self-help route doesn't keep your boat afloat? What if you can't keep your boat afloat? What happens when God is not in your boat? I want to dwell on that this morning, but what happens when God is not in your boat? You see, when God is not in your boat, it doesn't matter how hard or how fast you start to scoop that water out. Your boat's going down, amen? Your boat's going down. When a boat starts to take on water, we've all seen the movies, it's not good news. It's not good news. It's really hard to stop, virtually impossible. We can make plans all we like, but if we don't have God in our boat then we won't get to where we're going. Let God determine your steps, amen? The Titanic, get this, the Titanic weighed 46,000 tons. Its overall length was 882 feet and 9 inches. It was 92.5 feet wide and 175 feet high. It was the unsinkable ship. It began its maiden voyage on the 10th of April, 1912. And by the 15th of April, only five days later, that unsinkable ship was at the bottom of the ocean. That huge, magnificent, see the sizes, magnificent ship, unsinkable, hit an iceberg. 
and the iceberg it hit had the potential to sink that unsinkable ship, amen? And the problem is the enemy knows how to sink believerships. He knows how to do it. And unfortunately, a lot of times he succeeds because you see, he's clever. He knows where to place the icebergs. He knows where to place the icebergs and he knows how to place the icebergs. He knows exactly how to place the icebergs so that they will cause the maximum amount of damage. Once they hit the, the boat in the right place, they will cause the maximum amount of damage, enough to destroy. Now, it may take a little time to destroy the boat. You know, the Titanic didn't go straight down. It took hours and hours for it to sink. But the damage was done. That boat was sinking. So please, I encourage you this morning. As Enda said, we love to teach where people can apply this to your life. That's our prayer for you this morning. Do not do this life journey alone. Take God with you in the boat. Give him the oars, amen? Give him the oars. Because if you give him the oars of your boat, then you are definitely unsinkable, amen? Because you see, he'll help you navigate your boat and he'll help you navigate between the icebergs. He'll take your boat between the icebergs. And if you happen for some reason to hit an iceberg, then he's on hand to help patch up the hole. He's on hand to help Stop the water coming in. Amen? Look at your life as a blank canvas. Don't worry about what's gone on in the past. You know, too many times Christians are brought down, they're prisoners of their past. Let go of the past. Amen? Now, if you want today, you can write your own story. But why not let the order of life write your story? Amen? Let God take you on your journey. Because you know what? He'll take you places that will blow your minds. I know myself, I've done this personally, so I am speaking from personal experience. Since I have given God my life, things have never been the same, amen? Since I have allowed him control, since I have allowed God to sail my boat, to captain my ship, to steer my life, it's been amazing, amen? My boat doesn't go anywhere now without God in it. I've done things I've never even dreamed of. I've done things I've never thought possible. I've never done things I went in a direction that I never thought would be possible for me. It's exciting. I couldn't be happier. That's on my Facebook page. I'm the happiest person in the world. That's how I describe myself. You know, every now and then I meet up with a group of school friends that we used to hang out with. It's, a, you know, it's something we like to do. And they're lovely girls and they're great girls and nothing wrong with them. But every time I meet up with them and I think it's good for me, I'm brought back to where I used to be the person I was when I hung out with them. And I'm reminded how far I've come since then, how far God has taken me since then. It blows my mind sometimes. And you know, my life wasn't bad or anything then. I was raised well. I came from a good home. But I was happy enough, you know, plodding along. But since I've allowed God into my boat, I realized I only thought I was happy then. I was happy. But God wants you to be extremely happy. Amen. I realize now I wasn't living my life to the full. But now I've allowed God to captain my boat, and I look at how far I've come. Since God has been steering my boat, I've come so far. I can't wait to see the future. Amen. And it's the same for you. He's not a respecter of persons. What he'll do for me, he'll do for you. Amen. So please, don't settle for, God, for average in your life. Don't settle for a life without God. Don't let the days just slip by. Amen. Don't paddle against the waves alone. There's help there. Don't think that you have to turn the oars, you have to steer the boat, you have to book it out of the water all on your own. No, you don't. Let God be captain. 
Let him be first mate. Men, let him captain your ship. Because Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the thoughts I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. You see, God has plans for you. They're good plans. Evil doesn't come into God's vocabulary, amen? It just doesn't come into his vocabulary at all. So don't you want to step into all those good plans that God has for you? It doesn't matter. Look at, I love encouraging the youth like this, but you know what? It doesn't matter at any stage of our lives. It's great to be reminded that God has so much more. Today is the beginning of the rest of your life, amen? Don't you want to step in all to all that he has, all those good plans that he has for you? Your destiny will be awesome, I guarantee you. Awesome, as the Americans would say. Your destiny will be if you allow God into your boat. You see, our lives are not designed to be predictable. God doesn't want us to live boring lives. He's great, isn't he? He doesn't want us to be bored. He doesn't want us to live boring lives because if he did, he would have created us all the same. He would have created us robots. He would have created you all to look like me and look like Enda. Not a bad thing, you know, guys, you know, he's, he's hot. I'm hot, you know, ladies. But you know what, it'd be a bit boring, wouldn't it, amen, if we all looked the same and went on the same. God wants to bring you on an exciting journey. He wants to take you places you've never been before. You know what? He wants to take you out on the ocean and show you the world. He really does. And you know what? It's exciting. Embrace it. And don't be afraid. You don't need to be afraid when God's in your boat because he'll be there all the time. God never abandons ship. Once you give God control of your life, he will stay on board. Isaiah 42, 16 says, you listen to this, I love it. I will bring the blind by a way they did not know. I will lead them in paths they have not known. I will make darkness light before them and crooked places straight. These things I will do for them and not forsake them. God will be your personal guide in unknown territory. He will guide you through those unfamiliar routes. Because you see, God knows the direction of the lighthouse. You know, every lighthouse has its own color codes. The hook lighthouse below, it's black and white. So when sailors see that, black and white, they know exactly where they are and they know exactly what coordinates they need and they know exactly what path to take. But you see, God knows what path to take. Amen. He doesn't need to see the color of the lighthouse. He knows where it is. He knows exactly which course to take you on. He knows exactly what path to lead you on. He knows exactly the path to follow. He knows the direction your boat is meant to go, amen? And if for some reason in the natural, the way of your boat is blocked, that's okay. God is able to navigate other ways, amen? He knows the back routes, amen? He knows another way around the boys, amen? He knows different coordinates. He doesn't need a compass. He knows the way. Jesus knows which side port side. He knows which side starboard. He knows exactly when to set sail. He knows exactly when to come ashore. He knows exactly what type of sail you need to put up for the winds that are coming your direction. Let him captain your boat, amen? They say the captain will always go down with the ship. You've got God on your boat, amen? You're not going down. Remember the scene in the Titanic, the guy that owned the boat looking real embarrassed as he stepped into the lifeboat that was been lowered down? He abandoned his boat, amen? God doesn't abandon ships, amen? Hebrews 13, 5 says he will never leave us and he will never forsake us. If you only knew the magnitude of who was in your boat, then you wouldn't want to get off. 
you wouldn't want to dock, amen, and you wouldn't be afraid. The apostles forgot for a minute, and we have to forgive them that they're human, amen. These experienced fishermen saw this great storm coming, and they forgot for a minute, and they started to panic. They forgot who was on board. They forgot who was in their boat, amen. They didn't need to fear. They didn't need to fear. Yes, he was asleep, but he still forgot the magnitude of who was there. Even though he was asleep, they still didn't need to be afraid. You have nothing to fear when Jesus is sailing in your boat. When God's in your boat, you're going to make it. Amen? And even if you're headed for what you think is the perfect storm, you know, the perfect storm, everything is just, it's just a perfect storm. It's all come happening at the one time. It's worst case scenario. You may think that this season that you're in is the worst case scenario. You can't see a way out of it. The hole is too big. You're taking on too much water. God's in your boat. You don't have to worry about the worst case scenario. Amen? God knew the storms Enda and I would face when we took over pastoring this church. He told Enda, you're going to pastor this church. He told me separately, you're going to pastor this church. We came together, we talked about it, we realized we're going to pastor this church. Whoa. <laughs> no, it wasn't anything we'd set out to do, but we heard from God. But boy, did we meet choppy waters. <laughs> Amen. We had choppy waters. We met those choppy waters. But you know what? We continued to trust him. We kept him in our boat. We gave him the captain's hat. Amen. And we've never looked back. Keep God in your boat. Discover the land that he has for you to explore. God has so much for you to do. So much for you to do. So much and so much good. It will all be good. God will only have you do what you desire in your heart to do. That's one of the things I love about him. I love that about God. If he wants you to do something, he will have put the desire inside of you to do it. That's amazing. It's like, that's drop the mic. <laughs> Amen. God has so much he wants you to do. Keep God in your boat. Find the treasure that he has stored up for you. He has so much that he wants you to do. Amen. Give him your life. Because you know what? Once you give God your life, you're his child now. You're his child and he wants you to have the best of everything. Don't you want your kids to have the best of everything? God wants you to have the best of everything. Amen. Go on your journey. Bring God. Help get him to have him turn the oars. Amen. You won't fall overboard if God's in your boat. You don't have to worry about getting wet. Amen. You know, you hear people say it all the time, you know, that they're going under. They're just gone so far. They just feel like they're sinking. And if you're here this morning, hear this message. God, bring God into your boat. He won't let you sink. Amen. If you're feeling this morning that you're overwhelmed about something in your life, bring him on board. If you're sinking this morning because you just have so much to do, bring him on board. Amen. If there's an area in your life that you feel you just cannot get under control, he's ready to step on board. If there's an area in your life that's just not going like it should be, he's there ready to put on the captain's hat. Amen. Your finances, your health, whatever it is, take him on board. Amen. It's never too late to invite him in. You are never too young and you are never too old to give God the captain's hat. So invite God into your boat, amen? You won't sink. He won't allow you to go under. He just won't. He will not allow you to drown. He will keep you afloat. So is God in your boat? If your boat is just, you know, a little old dinghy out there on the River Slaney, or if it's a five-star yacht docked in Monaco, doesn't matter. Once God's in it, amen, it's, you're going to make it. It's going to stay afloat, amen? 
we want to give you the opportunity to make Jesus the Lord and Savior of your life. You know, this will be the biggest decision you ever make in your life. It will determine where you spend eternity. The Word of God says in Romans chapter 10 and verse 9, it says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, it says you will be saved. So if that's you today and you've never made that decision, please pray this very quick prayer after me. Pray, Heavenly Father, I give you my life. Jesus, save me. Make me brand new. Fill me with your spirit so that I can follow you and live for you. Thank you, God, that you are near me, that you will never leave me, that you will always be with me. My life is not my own. Today, I give it to you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. We want to pray a blessing over you as we leave you today. And that is, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May he lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. In Jesus' name, amen.